Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Sports betting season is in full force. You need a sportsbook with integrity and longevity like BetUS. You may already know this, but BetUS has been pioneers in the sportsbook industry for almost three decades, thriving and paying their loyal customer base. That is BetUS.com. They have loads of bonuses. Join now or call 800-69-BETUS. That is 800-MY-BETUS. And you will receive a 125% sign-up bonus by using the bonus code 5. That's the word 5, F-I-V-E. They also have re-up and referral bonuses as well. Follow my lead and open an account with BETUS. You bet, you win, you get paid. BETUS. Let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best and easiest way to play fantasy football this season. Just draft. No need to worry about waivers, lineups, or injuries. Underdog Fantasy handles it all for you. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft a season-long best ball team, and that's it. No in-season management. You can even bring over your home league over to underdogfantasy.com. You get $25 upon sign-up, so you can take a free shot at a million-dollar grand prize for their fantasy football tournament. Again, you get $25 free in bonus cash when you use the code 5RSN to sign up. It has never been easier to take a shot at a million-dollar prize in their Best Ball Mania tournament. Go to underdogfantasy.com, the App Store, or Google Play Store, use the promo code 5RSN, and get $25 in bonus cash. Sign up. Today, U Brake Wheel Fix is a wheel repair and remanufacturing company with over 20 years of experience. They specialize in complete wheel repair, repairing wheels from curb rash, bends, and cracks. They also specialize in refinishing from polishing, machining, and custom colors that will suit your car's needs. Lastly, U Brake Wheel Fix offers a full array of factory and custom wheel and tire applications. Contact them at 305 748 0112. That's 305-748-0112 or at You Break Wheel Fix on all social platforms. This show is brought to you by Lewis Peters State Farm, agency representing the number one auto and home insurer in the United States for more than 60 years combined experience in the insurance industry. Local agents that understand South Florida's unique market, you have access to them 24-7, walk-in, call-in, click-in through lewispeters.com. You can find them online on social media at SF Agent Peters, or you can call at 305-275-5585. Remember, lewispeters.com. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon. And we're on, and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Carry. This is a preview edition. We're going to preview Dolphins, Raiders on Sunday at 4.05 p.m. But first, of course, this show is always brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code 5RSN, get 20% off your entire order. Simon Clancy is not here. Chris Coffin is. 
Simon Clancy is working on a documentary, so he couldn't be with us today. But um, I'll have his predictions later on. Has he told us what the documentary is about? I have no idea. He keeps saying it's, it's like you know, I don't know. It's he's talking to this guy. He's talking to that guy. It's like a broad spectrum of mm. people. So I don't know what the documentary is about. But maybe I'm it's about sure ball shaving. Yeah, maybe he'll let us Could know. Be. I'm certain when when it's done. Ball shaving through the English countryside. Yeah, and he also has his picks of the the game and the Ryder Cup because the Ryder Cup is this weekend at Whistling Straits. Excited for that, Chris. Oh, riveted. No, I'm I'm excited. I'm betting on it. Go USA. Yeah, I don't, Needless I don't. to say, Simon is, Simon thinks that Europe is going to win the Ryder Cup. Uh, I think the United States is going to kick their ass. That Ryder Cup team, that American Ryder Cup team is awesome. One of the best ever assembled. Yeah, so I know nothing say, about it. Yeah, we're on different <laughs> Yeah, we're on different sides here. Uh the slight <laughs> favorite is the United States. So I'll be laying a little bit of lumber there. All right. Speaking of laying the lumber. What a week. Just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody laid the lumber on uh, on the entire Miami Dolphins franchise and fan base this week. Oh, my God. What, what, what was this? What was that? This week has gone, down, has gone by slowly. And, and you know. Excruciating. And, and I think it has a lot to do with that game. I really, really do. Because, you know, I got my mm-hmm. normal workload. I'm running my businesses. We did our podcast on Monday. We couldn't do a podcast yesterday. But for whatever reason, this week has gone by excruciatingly slow. And there's a new quarterback. And he's not very good. <laughs> he's not very – oh, give him a little credit. I, uh, I mean, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything last week, obviously. but Nobody could. <laughs> nobody could. <laughs> nobody could but you know as far as you know if you're gonna believe vegas they think it's a big difference okay in the off season these two teams they were even okay that was the line mm-hmm. the line was even since then what do we have the raiders are two and oh dolphins are one and one the early line with tua was going to be minus one raiders meaning those two wins moved the line in the raiders favored by one point who is out? It's minus four now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oddly enough, all the bets are coming in in favor of the Raiders, but the volume is in favor of Miami. So all the big bets are coming in at Miami plus four. The majority of the bets are with the Raiders. What does that tell you? Um. But they didn't watch the Bills game last week. <laughs> uh, Maybe. Uh, yeah. No, what it tells you is that the Dolphins match up. So, you know, if you look at the – I like looking at um, teams as a foil every now and then. You look at what the, the Piston, or Pittsburgh Steelers did against the Buffalo Bills. Um, on Defensively, the Steelers' defense and how they did against the Bills. They had a defense that, you know, was very well made to kind of – force Josh Allen and the Bills offense to, um, you know, just to, to be really efficient and, and to be repetitive and, um, 
and replicate their success over and over again on, on little plays. And, you know, this is because it's zone defense and keeping everything in front of you, rushing with four guys, that sort of thing. Um, and, and the dolphins don't run that. <laughs> so that was going to be a problem. Um, and it was, uh, and, and so, but then you look at the Steelers, they played the Raiders, the Raiders and, um, you know, the, the Raiders obviously had some success against them. Um, and I think that, you know, looking at the, um, the way the Steelers play football, it was actually, it plays into the Oakland Raiders hands offensively. Um, or sorry, Oakland, I say Oakland, Oakland Raiders, my bad. Um, I'm still, I'm going to get that wrong so many times. Um, but it, it plays right into their hands. Uh, and again, Miami are the anti Steelers <laughs> as far as how they play defense. Yeah. So, um, they're, it's, it's a very different approach. So Miami's defense actually should match up, should match up really well against uh against Derek Carr and um and the the Raiders uh offense and um you know and the the fly in the ointment though is last year you know he beat us well I mean absent the Hail Mary to Mac Hollins you know um Mm -hmm. Derek Carr beat us I mean, I know, I know like prior to that, you know, huge kind of ridiculous scramble, you know, kind of a hail Mary of his own to Nelson Aguilar who caught it, broke a tackle, ran all the way. I mean, this is like and the egregious 55 yard penalty yeah, on that, on um, that pass interference, which was not on Byron. Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you look at, look at that, you know, with, before that it was 16 points. Right. And, mm-hmm. and it wasn't that, that great of a, outing for for the Raiders offense um so maybe maybe this really does play into Miami's hands defensively uh, but he did make the plays and he's playing well this year so yeah. it's 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 hard to it's hard to sit here and say you know yes this is exactly the quarterback the Miami Dolphins defense does well against they do well against a Mac Jones they do well against uh um you know what's what's his what's What's the name of that trailer trash dude that played Gardner Minshew and um, and Jacksonville last year? Um, you know they they play well against all these these the kind of stationary. Family, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah, he also has a trailer trash mustache. Um, but uh, you know they play well against this type of quarterback. Who do they struggle against? They struggle against the guys. Well, Josh Allen being among mm-hmm. them, Kyler Murray. You know. Um, you know, say what you want about the Pat Mahomes game. I, you know, yes, Pat Mahomes shot himself in the foot a couple of times, but he won the game uh, and he busted open and the Dolphins defense clearly could not play four quarters against him just as they could not play four quarters against Josh Allen um, last week. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's the type of quarterback that gives them trouble. Derek Carr's not. So this is what Vegas is seeing. I think, you know, the Sharps, it's yeah. probably what they're seeing. They're like, you know, this is this is a matchup thing. This is still about matchups, and um, and we kind of trust the uh, the matchups on the Dolphins' defensive side. And they're not saying that Dolphins are going to win, right? Yeah, no, they're saying that they'll cover those four points. Cover four, mm-hmm. four points. What lose by a field goal? Mm-hmm. You know, if if it's a defensive battle, which means that the Dolphins' defense showed up, then 
getting getting beat by a field goal is certainly a, a you know really really high odds bet. So um, so that's that's probably what they're looking at. It just doesn't mean we're going to win. All right. Now moving on a little bit, uh, the Raiders they don't blitz. Lowest mm-hmm. blitz rate in the entire league. They try to get there with four guys. I think I was a little bit early to the to the party, but I love Max Crosby. That guy can play, man. When they drafted Cleveland Farrell and they took Max Crosby later on in that draft, I was like, man, I think they got the right the right guy later on. Yeah. He plays with a – I don't know if, how much you've watched him play, Chris. He's high energy. He's a madman. High energy is, is, on an un, is an understatement. That's yeah. a motor. He goes for 60 mm-hmm. minutes. Against, Always been that way. Against Lamar Jackson in overtime, he was running sideline to sideline chasing him down. Yeah. He's uh he reminded me when he was coming out, he reminded me a lot of um TJ Watt. Mm. There's there's sort of an attitude about them, uh about the way that they play. Yeah. Well, he, that the good news there is that um is that uh he the Dolphins will be able to uh to stymie him with Jesse Davis at right tackle. <laughs> Which brings us to, to... To you know what we have to do here and what's expected. Liam Eikenberg, I guess, let the cat out of the bag. He's playing everywhere <laughs> on the offensive line this week. That's all he said. Well, I'm playing he's, everywhere. Well, you know, he's a rare rookie. He's being cross-trained to play three different positions. And he's going to be asked to play all three of those positions <laughs> on every snap. Yeah, I reviewed so. the game. I don't know if you watched the game. God, uh, Solomon Kinley was benched this week, and I yep. guess he's made the scapegoat. He deserved it. He deserved if you, it. He if, was bad. If you watch that game, Solomon Kinley was as bad as a guard can be in this league. Yeah. And it, I, it dare I say, he was worse than Austin Jackson and worse than Jesse Davis. Although Jesse Davis, you know, does have a homicide on his hand. But, <laughs> you know. Got a rap I, sheet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I think that they got the right guy. I think they could have gone a little bit deeper. <laughs> All right. Like I, I look, I said this on so Twitter. So why didn't they? Why didn't they though? I don't know. Well, we're gonna get to that right now. But I said on Twitter, I think this is the last time you're gonna see Austin Jackson have such a terrible game. And it's not because he's gonna turn it around. It's, no, it's because, because I think he's that gonna the be next... on the bench. Yes, exactly. Because I <laughs> we're think we're not the gonna next see him time... have any game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because the next time, and that's a prediction. That's a prediction. That's a promise. Mark this tape and play it back. Austin Jackson will not have another terrible game. Okay? Because I believe that the next one lands him on the bench and probably off this team in short order. Okay? Let's, first of all, this is what they're doing. Liam Eikenberg is going to play at left guard. At least that's what they're telling us. And left tackle and right tackle. Yeah. Well, he's, he's trying. He's playing also at right tackle. He's a triple threat. Yeah, I was told that Jesse Davis had a more serious injury. It turns out he does not because he had he was full practice today. Yeah, but he's, I he's guess out. everything else stays the same. And then Solomon Kinley is out at left guard, and Liam Eikenberg is in at left guard. I guess that fixes that fixes everything. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's what they're doing. Your critique on that, and then what would you do? Because I'll tell you uh, quite simply. I already saw Liam Eikenberg play at left tackle. This is what I would do. I saw Liam Eikenberg play left tackle against the New England Patriots. He looked fine to me. He looked like a like a professional. That's my left yep. tackle. And at left guard, okay, Solomon Kinley's a disaster. Play, play uh, Robert Jones there, period. 
And then we're just going to have to grin and bear it at right tackle with, for, with Jesse Davis for one more week until we can find a way to replace him, possibly with Robert Hunt. So, well, I said my piece. What do you think of what they're doing, and what would you do? Um, so let me – let's first get this here. Um, Robert Jones, let's start there with your your Robert Jones at left tackle or left guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, has he has he played there? He played there in his last game, seven snaps. Seven snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'm it. a little worried. I'm a little worried there. So the, it it depends on the nature of, and the Dolphins aren't going to tell us anything. And and you know it's it's really hard to know this because there was a lot of protection problems there. Yeah, there's a lot of um, issues with IDing the blit the the pass rushers and the blitzers and. Um, and picking them up. And I think, is that a problem of Michael Dieters at center? Is that a problem of the quarterback? Was Tua not, not getting it? Was Jacoby Brissett not getting it? Um, is that an issue with the running backs? Is that an issue with, uh, you know, the, the actual, the guys that are supposed to pick them up, the left and right tackle and left and right guards? Um I don't know the nature of that, but it suggests to me that there's that there is broadly an IQ issue mm-hmm. on the offensive line and in the protection unit. Um, and I'm not not making a statement about anybody how smart anybody actually is. I'm just talking about football IQ on the field, getting it right. There's a, there's an and that could that could be coaching. That could be you know lack of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, there's an IQ issue there. And I wonder if a rookie undrafted free agent out of Middle Tennessee State is the answer to an IQ problem on the offensive line. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And so that's, that's my fear. Why did the Dolphins keep Jesse Davison? Well, first off, as you said, Solomon Kinley was the worst graded offensive lineman on the line. So if you're going to, if you're going to make an example out of anybody, you might as well be him. They've been making an example out of him all summer. Remember he, yes. he was sitting the bench. Um, nobody could tell why. And, you know, kind of now, now we know he's, he's not getting it. Um, so you know, in order to, in order to replace Jesse Davis at right tackle, would you have the same answer for Solomon Kinley at left guard? That's a, that's an issue, but I think this comes down to Max Crosby because Max Crosby, um, it will be playing over the right tackle. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's what he does. Almost um, exclusively by the way. Almost. Yeah. Almost exclusively. So, um, you know, he'll be playing there and they've got a, real question here that you know what what do we do do we do we trust um you know jesse davis the veteran to block this dynamo with help of course it's the right mm-hmm. side you know there's going to be help or do we trust um especially now that this is no longer our quarterback's blind side um or do we trust a rookie liam eichenberg who, you know, let's face it, he he went he subbed in at right tackle, and it's not like he knocked anybody's socks off. No. He was bad. Everybody was bad. Nobody was yeah. good on this day. So um that's their that's the conundrum, I think. 
and that's what they're that's what they're looking at that's what they're like trying to decide um personally i think that there was another answer that they're they're kind of ignoring because they just don't want to go there Mm -hmm. um because i think they're caught up on this um on robert hunt being a you know phenomenal uh you know phenomenal right guard Mm -hmm. and uh and the fact of the matter is robert hunt did fairly well against max crosby last uh last year in that Mm -hmm. game and that would have been the answer you know that could have been the answer but that that wasn't their answer there there that it wasn't their answer because they would didn't they didn't formulate that's an error in formulating the question their question is liam eichenberger jesse davis and i think um i think there's something to be said for robert hunt out there too uh i would have gone further definitely um I think that they're slow playing it because everything in their bones is saying, don't overreact to one game. Mm-hmm. Don't throw away years of investment because you're, you're pissed off about one game, but it's, we know it's not just one game. That's the problem. I'm with you at Liam Eikenberger left tackle. He, he showed against new England. He showed that he can play in this league at left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to go with Austin Jackson this game. Does he match up well with Yannick Ngakwe? What do you think? Well, if uh, well, it's it's a diff- it's a really difficult question because he seems to have trouble with guys just running right around him, which yep. is a, a very weird pass rush move to just you know get out of your three point stance and run around the guy like if he was a pylon. But that happened in this last game against Buffalo. I don't know what Austin. That was not. Well, I called it an unprofessional effort. Like mm-hmm. uh, high school tackles don't play that way. Austin Jackson was, I don't know, lack of physicality, lack of technique, lack of everything. I don't know. It was just awful. Like I, I hope he was injured because that's an, at least a, a viable excuse. But if you tell, if you tell me, can he block, you know, you know, nondescript guy, in fact, make up a name. All right. And I'll probably tell you, well, no, because <laughs> the evidence is you couldn't block anything. And yeah. by the way, Mario Addison, you're an idiot. Okay. You tried a spin move twice. And yeah, you got there once. Why? There was no need to do any of that stuff. <laughs> Just oh, run right around game. Austin Jackson. But you know, Mario Addison um, is a player that's quite a bit like Unique and Gakaway. And so I think, in my in my opinion. And um I think if if he's got an issue, people just running right around him. That's unique in Gakaway's game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he is explosive getting off the snap. He's you know he's got a good speed rush. Um, that could be painful. It could be really painful. And I think the Dolphins, you know, just are kind of being a little stubborn about this because they're mm-hmm. well not not stubborn, conservative. And what they want to do, they don't want to make too many changes all at once, uh, overreact to one game. You know, this is, this is the football in them saying, you know, don't, we don't, we don't overreact to one game. That's not what we do, you know? Um, but there were more changes to be made and there's still a, a, a big hole at that left tackle position. And you, you'd have to think now unique and Gakaway could have a great game. Max Crosby could have a phenomenal game against Jesse Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is asking for trouble. Yeah, and which brings us to how do you mitigate all of this? How do you compete in this game, try to win this game? Because I don't, I'm still expecting them. Go out and win. 
you have enough talent to gimmick away, gimmick away this game to to a victory. You're not going to beat anybody by two touchdowns or even by one touchdown. But can you, your field goal kicker is better than theirs? Can you win a, a field goal fest? Play really good defense. Run the ball. Don't forget that you can run the ball, even if it gets you three yards. Who gives a crap? But it's an extra snap, and it's more time off the clock, and it keeps your defense fresh. And maybe they can get you a turnover in a short field, and you could gimmick your way to a touchdown. I want jet sweeps. I want, like I said, a gimmick offense. And if he throws, if Jacoby Brissett throws more than 24 passes, it's too many. Just keep everything extremely simple, extremely boring, ball control, and take some shot plays off of play action. That's it. Be as boring as you possibly can be. Try to win this game 16-13. That's my plan. What would be your plan on offense? Well, I don't think I – I I would favor your plan. I would. I really would. Um, if I thought that Miami is getting anywhere by doing that. And they're not. You know, I think I think they were thrown off balance last week because mm-hmm. they they formulated a game plan. They started heading into the Buffalo week, thinking that this is Will Fuller's first game. He's going to be in there, um, and then very suddenly, late in the week, it's like, nope, not in what you know, not at all. And it was a sudden change. And I think they tried to downplay what it meant to like the game planning and and stuff like that. But I think it did mean something. Um, and I think they got thrown off balance. And without Will Fuller, then this is this is a, a sort of a myopic offense that, um, you know, what we saw last week. You know, the, what you want them to play is almost like what they did play against Buffalo last week when they didn't score a point when Jacoby Brissett went in the game. Um, so I, you know, I, I would favor that. I, I really would. Uh, except because I think Miami's defense has a good chance of showing up in this game, but um, but that's not that's not the Will Fuller is back this week, and and that's not the team that they've built. The team that they've built, they revamped it to be speed, you know, and they haven't played like it. But it's about time they do, mm-hmm. um, because they've they got Will Fuller for a reason. They got. Jalen Waddle for a reason. Uh, they really, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, well, and, and Savan Ahmed is, is part of the game. He's speed. They built a speedy offense. They've got to, they've got to start playing like it or else admit failure mm. on that, um, on that, in that regard. And there's, they're not going to lose anything mentally from an IQ standpoint with Jacoby Brissett. He's, he's well known behind the scenes as sort of a coach type. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to coach, he's going to co- coach a high school when he gets, uh, gets done playing, he's got his playbook and everything ready. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a smart guy. He, um, he takes guys under the, under his wing and he's, he's just, he really gets after it. He helps in the, he helps in the, the preparation during the week. IQ wise, he's, he's in it. He's going to be fine. Um, but they, if they don't start playing like the speedy offense that they designed, then you just throw it up in the air and say, well, then what the fuck did you do? Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to get anywhere by, by, you know, running the ball against the Raiders and, you know, and trying to, trying to kick a field goal fest. I think you better, I think you better unhorse, uh, um, 
Jalen Waddle and, and Will Fuller or just stop pretending that you're ever going to. Mm. I agree. They gotta they gotta do something, but I think they have to they have they have to get back to trying to have some balance because I th- I think defenses, especially Buffalo, Buffalo, you know, gave up on even thinking about the run, and the Dolphins had some success earlier on uh, against Buffalo running the football. Uh, Gaskin's first run was for 18 yards. Uh, another thing that happened in that game is that they took nine points off the board. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, like that can't happen. They you got to take all these field goals, all these, all the field goals you can, you can get, just take them. Yeah. And, you know, just try to gimmick your way through this. You could get a backup quarterback next week at home. And who knows by, by the time the tool returns, he could return because I'm no illusions against Tampa Bay, but he could return in London with a three and two record and everything's back in front of him. You know what I mean? I think it's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say it's required, but I do expect them to get it right. This team has shown that they, they're resilient under Brian Flores. They're not the, you know, the collapsing type. Here's the thing. I don't think this is a win. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest about it. It doesn't feel like a win. It doesn't feel like they're ready to win. It feels like uh sometimes when you get hit with a haymaker this badly, um, we went from we went from like, you know, being really hopeful and talking optimistically about the Dolphins after the win against New England and um you know, now we're playing Buffalo. We're going to, you know, the Buffalo Bills just lost and they're not, the, they're not necessarily the team that they're, you know, that, that we feared uh, within 24 hours, that all went to shit. Um, and it was like, and it, it, it's such a bad, it was such a bad blow just all the way around that sometimes teams aren't ready to just bounce back the next week. Like sometimes they're still throwing a little off balance for a bit. And I kind of think this is – they're not ready to win this game. I, I, You know, I think the defense can play with a lot, a lot of pride and they have good um, they have good matchup here. But um, but overall, are they ready to bounce back and get it? What I would look to do this week is, you know, first off, I'm not sure if the Raiders are going to not blitz because I think that – you know, look at what the Bills did – against the Dolphins and clearly the Patriots didn't want to didn't bother trying to uh, attack the offensive line and then the Bills are like you know fuck this that offensive line is sus we're gonna go after it um you, if if the Raiders are have any IQ whatsoever they're they're watching that Bills tape and and gonna copy things off of it because you're gonna you, you have to make you have to make Miami prove that they can actually stop that kind of that kind of thing so I'm not I'm not sure if the Raiders are going to play exactly the same way that they did, um, you know, in other games defensively. If if I'm Miami, you know, I'm looking at the whole season, and I'm not not just this game. I've got these fast players and Will Fuller and Jalen Jalen Waddle, and I've got a problem when teams really come after this offensive line. Well, how can you scare teams off of coming after the offensive line and keeping all of the action at the center and, and just really attacking, attacking, attacking? How do you scare them? You do it by throwing speed out there, making big plays and shaking things loose. Like, you know, that will loosen up the defense and get them to back off a little bit and be like, oh, fuck. You know, like um, like if, if we don't get home, and you know these guys these guys have the horses to to really hurt us and that and that, that goes for east west action too with um with Jalen Waddle 
So I think that if you're Miami, you've got to look at this as, as an opportunity to start showing teams, you know, that they can't necessarily do that, do the same thing that Buffalo did against us, um, showing teams that they can't necessarily just concentrate the action at the offensive line and, um, and, and, you know, attack the shit out of them and get away with it. I think that, um, that they need to send a message. I don't, that may not result in a win here, but mm-hmm. it could, it could start to build some confidence in our own team on our own behalf. It could start to put some things on tape that maybe other teams start to be scared of a little bit. Um, and I think that, uh, I think it's necessary. They need to, they need to start playing how they intended to play when they built this fucking offense, you know, mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you that three yards in a cloud of dust shit is not how they built it. Nope. So if, if you're going to, if you're going to start, if you're going to put it, put on tape things that other teams are going to see, start doing it now, now that you have all the skill position players and Will Fuller back, it doesn't matter that two is not in. And that's what I think. Yeah. And that Buffalo Bills game, you could almost see it. Uh, they were calling some of that, you know, sexy, forward-looking, aggressive stuff, but they just didn't have time to get any of those passes off. They just didn't. So, you know, I think they're going to have to – you have to have a little bit of balance. I think you have to have some some balance. And maybe you want to shorten this game. Maybe you do. Because they do have – and we're going to move on to the the defense side of the ball here very briefly before we close this show out. Darren Waller, do you know how many targets he got in week one, Chris? Uh, week one? No, I didn't see. I didn't see the week. I one. believe it was nineteen. It was a new record. Oh, that's right. Okay, I think I heard something about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a new NFL record since they've been keeping the target, the target uh statistic. Obviously, that's what they do. If you watch them play, and I've watched them play two games now, and I watched the entirety of the of the Ravens game, they do two very very simple things. They run a lot of leads. And it doesn't seem to get them anywhere because their offensive line, believe it or not, they have issues with their offensive line and they complain oh, they about do. it plenty. Okay. And, and Richie Incognito is still not going to play. Right. He's not going to play. And by the way, you know who their starting right guard is, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's the, you know, the, Elliot Menor, the, guy, the guy with the Lord of the Ring or the guy with the uh, Lord of the Rings name. Exactly. Former Dolphins. Okay. He was cut in the first round of cuts. That's who's starting at right guard for them. They do two very simple, simple things, okay, in their passing game. You have to focus on Hunter Renfro on third down. He's dangerous. He's a really, really good slot wide receiver, okay? I understand, you know, I understand all the stereotypes. Well, he lives up to every single one of them, all right? He's going to run a lot of ends. He's going to run a lot of drags, short slants. He's, he's a guy that Derek Carr will look for on third and five and under. Darren Waller is basically the entire engine of the of the offense. And then they take shot plays. They seem to have them built in. They'll take two or three shot plays to Henry Ruggs. That's the offense. Other than that, they don't do much else. So what's Except the plan for, the for Waller? Darren Waller over there. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. They can't it can't be what it was last time because what it was last time was uh disastrous, right? Yeah. Um I, I realized that yes, Eric Rowe was in position, but Darren Waller still made those plays. Yeah. And you have every reason to believe he's just gonna keep making those plays. Um, so they've got to come up with a different answer, and it is unlike the Dolphins to have, to try and come up with a different answer. 
Um, or they may just accept it. They may just accept that he's going to do damage against them and, you know, personally challenge Roe and say, Hey, you had a la- you had a terrible game against them last time. Let's see. Uh, let's see if you got a, you know, you've got the, the nuts to, uh, to do better. Um, you know, they could go that way and going that way feeds into, remember I said that this is a quarterback that they normally wouldn't match up well against. Well, they have to play a certain way in order to, in order for that to be true. Um, and doing, doing lots of combination stuff on Darren Waller isn't necessarily feeding into that. So, so they, they, they might just try it the same way. Um, and, uh, and see if, uh, see if Eric Rowe can, can do better this time around. But I think that they're going to have to give some things up and, and give them a little bit of help. Um, so we'll see about that. And it's going to be up for like pass rushers uh, on that offensive line. You, you know, Zach Sealer could have a big game, uh, a guy like him. Um, you could see Jalen Phillip break out here. You could see, um, you know, Andrew Van Ginkle could finally show up. Um, there's, there's pot- potential for the pass rushers to get some action here. And, uh, and then there's also, you know, Hey, Nick Needham follow Renfro around and shut him down. And, um, and that's, that could be, it could be a lot of individual matchups that kind of work out well. Um, I just wouldn't be surprised if, if Miami's offense gets out of sync, but you know, they're trying to, well, it wouldn't surprise me if they try and keep things myopic and do what you're saying, what you're talking about. But if they do, I think they might score three points in the game. Um, so, you know, you could, you could see like a 16-3 outing. So, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll see. But I think, I think it'll mostly be the same as what they did last year. But you definitely have to sprinkle in on some predictable downs, maybe um, – a little extra than just row on uh, on Waller. Yeah, and and by the way, this is uh this kind of like illustrates my point. Uh Hunter Renfro week 1 had 9 targets. Do you know how many of them were on third down? All of them? 6 out of the 9. <laughs> week I 2 he had surprised if it was all of them. <laughs> okay, and he had 6 for 70 yards by the way. Week 2 he had 7 targets. Do you know how many of them were on third down? I do not Six. <laughs> oh, okay. so he he should basically just show up on the field on third down, and that's it. And just play those downs. Maybe he does. Okay, so I, I evidently Derek Carr doesn't look at him. Maybe it has. Maybe it has to do with personnel. Maybe he's not on the field on uh, on first and second downs. You know, maybe we got to dig a little bit deeper in that regard. But obviously, he's a guy he's looking for. On do you think third we downs. see? Do you, do you think we see Reed Senna in this game? I think. Brian Flores could have such a short leash where he could, it could be the second quarter and they could be down seven, nothing, or who knows, maybe they're down 10, three and the offense looks absolutely stagnant. And he just says, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try something else. You know what I mean? Well, I, I think they have a lot of faith in Jacoby Brissett, so I don't think they'll do that to him, but, um, mm-hmm. but I think that um, at the same time, Jacoby Brissett, I mean, he walked out of that that game against Buffalo. I mean, he walked in, I mean, he walked in the facilities the next day. It was like, it feels like I got jumped by Chuck Norris. Um, you know, and and so he's getting beat up. He's taking hits and he's getting beat up. And they didn't really do much with the offensive line. They're they're being conservative in what they're doing. So um, 
I wouldn't be surprised. It, it, it seems almost inevitable that he's going to get injured at some point before even Tua can get back against the uh, the Jaguars. Uh, so I think we could see Reed's in it, and um, and maybe even in this game, but you know, certainly certainly by the time we play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. Although Ian Rappaport did a hit on NFL Network where he says that he wouldn't be the least bit surprised if Tua Tungvaloa returned next week against the Colts at home. So I seriously, I would be, I would be very surprised. I would be very surprised, but you know, Rappaport, he's got what he's got. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows who told them that? Maybe, maybe Tua told them, told them that, you know, hope, Uh, hope is not, hope is not a medical diagnosis. No, it's not, but we shall, we shall see, you know, in my opinion, you know, it's, there's a long track record here for what he has. It's a one to three week injury which means he'll be back in London, which means we got to play three games with Jacoby Brissett. And this is one of the ones that I think you got to try and get. Because if you get this one, I think you get next one, the next one, and then you're sitting pretty. Because then, you know, uh, I'd actually call the NFL about forfeiting the game against Tampa Bay to try to get <laughs> some extra help. You know what I mean? March reads in that out there to play, play his old team. Just, hey. Yeah. We're and just, just and just yolo the game, just yolo the game. Call up, Let, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put you out there. We're gonna dangle you out there for Indomitian Sue. We're not dangling uh, to a, out there for or even Jacoby Brissett for uh, Indomitian Sue or Jason Pierre-Paul. You, we'll put we'll put the third string guy out there. Yeah, but I think that this game is kind of important. If you have bigger long term goals, you want to sneak this one out of there, and I think they can. Okay, it's not a hopeless matchup. It's not like it's not Tampa Bay. It's not Kansas City that they're playing. They're playing the Raiders, and the Raiders are infamous for doing this. Okay? Defensively, they match up. Yep. So Offensively, make some plays. We'll see. All right, it's time <laughs> to pick the game. Uh, needless to say, Simon is is picking pestilence and and calamity. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he had. Let me look at the the score here. I have it. It's in the what thirty to nine. Thirty to nine. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, I think the Dolphins' defense matches up too well um, for that. But he might have even been a little optimistic about the offense with nine points uh, to me. Um, unless they, unless they really do what I'm, I'm talking about, shake, shake it loose and uh, and and challenge everybody deep and just realize you're going to take some hits on quarterback and you're going to take maybe some sacks, but you need to do this. Um, Unless they do that, if they keep things, and I I think that they're fighting against their own worst selves here. And, and that that's my problem. And I think that they want to fall back into, you know, this clam up into the, into the um, sort of myopic efficiency based offense. And it's not going to work. If they do that, they're scoring six points max in this game, in my opinion. Um, so, and, and right now I'm leaning toward, they're going to do that and they're not going to, they're not going to open things up and really try and turn this into a track meet with those wide receivers. So I'm going to say more like a 16, six, 16, six, and you got the Raiders, right? Yeah. All right. I, I think, I think, uh, Brian Flores has shown that his teams are resilient. I think the Raiders lay an egg because they're due to lay an egg because that's what they do. They did it yeah. last year. They did, they've done it all fair. throughout. Okay. I think the matchup is good, in, especially on defense. And I think the defense carries them mm. once again. 
And Derek Carr rolls out a bad one. They get some turnovers. They kick some field goals. They get enough offense. I don't think they score 20, but I think they score enough to win, and I think they win 16. Let's say 16-13 is the final score. Jason Sanders kicks a field goal to win it late in the game. All right. That's it. There is no more. Try to enjoy this game on, on Sunday. I know it's not Tua Tungo Valoa, but if they win, they still have everything in front of them. And who knows, maybe we're talking about Tua returning next week. But till then. Thanks for listening to Three Yards Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean, or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.